Hi, Dr. John Finn here. Do you want to destroy your destructive habits and switch on your super habits? If so, it's simple. Just keep listening because you're going to hear me being interviewed on the Everyday MBA podcast with the host, Kevin Crane. And I'm going to show you this simple step-by-step process. So keep listening and I hope you enjoy it. Hello everyone and welcome to Everyday MBA, interviews with best-selling authors, innovative thought leaders, and top-shelf executives, all sharing their best techniques and tips that you don't learn in business school. I'm your host, Kevin Crane, and I'm so pleased that you're listening. Our guest today is Dr. John Finn. John is the founder of Tougher Minds, a consultancy that uses insights from psychology, behavioral science, neuroscience, and top performing athletes to help organizations develop habit mechanics. These are resilient people, outstanding leaders, and world-class teams. He has worked in the area of performance psychology and leadership science for over 20 years, and he's with us today to talk about his new book, The Habit Mechanic. So, John, welcome to the show. Tell us exactly what do you mean by the term habit mechanic? To be a habit mechanic means to really understand how you work as a human, which means having a just understanding of your brain and then being able to intervene in an an accurate way. Like if your car engine or if your car's not working properly, you take it to someone who understands the inner workings of the engine and who can be really um, efficient and effective in terms of helping you to fix the problem. And for most of our existence, we haven't really understood how our brain works, how we operate. And people have a gist understanding of habits, and it's something we've heard about before. And I think the best thing to do with everything you think you understand about habits is to screw it up and throw it in the bin. Because what we've previously thought we understood about habits isn't all that accurate. So we hear these ideas that about 40% of what you do is a habit. And we typically understand habits as these physical things that we do might be um, a smoking or picking your nose or the way you exercise or the way you eat. But it turns out when we've really started to be able to see inside the brain using technologies like functional MRI scanners and where we're fortunate to have scientists on the planet like Daniel Kahneman, who won his work in heuristics and what I would call thinking habits is that we are driven by subconscious behaviors. Habits are not 40%. They are pretty much everything that we're doing all of the time, what we think and what we do. So at least 98% of what we're all thinking and doing right now is mindless behavior. And habits are just automatic or semi-automatic behavior. So they're running what we do. If we can understand them, and we can understand our helpful habits and our unhelpful habits, and we can learn how to intervene and actually start to get rid of some of our less helpful habits and build more helpful habits, then it's going to be much easier to be healthy, happy, and at our best more often. And habits are so central to everything that we're doing. What I've learned is that if we're really going to get on top of them, we've almost got to adopt a new mindset which is i'm going to become a habit mechanic and i'm going to be working on myself every single day not in a 24 24/7 way but 
I'm going to be checking in with myself every day, my habits, and I'm going to be very, very deliberately working on them. So that's what we mean by a habit mechanic. It all comes down in your book. You say it all kind of comes down to understanding, first of all, what your habits are and understanding what your destructive habits are versus your super habits. How do I discover my destructive habits versus my super habits? Yeah, well, the, the first step is, is to get out of our habit brain because most of what we're doing is, is, is mindless. We're not really thinking about ourselves. It's not, we're not wired to do that. So the first thing we need to do is stop and do what we call intelligent self-watching. So we've got to switch on the part of our brain that isn't the habit brain, which is the prefrontal cortex, which allows us to look at ourselves and think about ourselves and essentially to understand your destructive habits. Habits which are disproportionately negative and have a disproportionately negative impact on your life and your super habits, habits which have a disproportionately positive impact on your life, is you have to go on a journey of, of, of self-discovery, a journey of personal research. And that's what the habit mechanic approach is all about. So more intelligent self-watching and to make, you know, you can be self-aware, that's one thing. But being self-aware that you're beating yourself up too much and that's not very helpful without knowing what to do about it isn't all that isn't all that good. So that's why we've designed the habit mechanic approach and the book and the, the resources that sit around that to make it really easy for people to do more intelligent self-watching so they can start to build more helpful habits one one tiny step at a time. Destructive habits can keep us from reaching our full potential as leaders and super habits can help us become better leaders. Can you give us an example of, say, a destructive habit that I should eliminate today? Yeah, I, I think that the hybrid work place and the fallout of the COVID pandemic have really forced people to change their habits, not always in a, in a helpful way. We keep getting told that people are the most important asset in the business. And I disagree. It's not people. It's their habits that's the most important asset. And it's invisible. And that's below the surface. So a destructive habit that may have emerged because of that is that I work late. And that means I'm eating later. And that means when I eat late, I'm really hungry. So I eat too much. And because I eat late and I eat too much, I don't sleep very well. And because I don't sleep very well, I don't feel great the next day. And because I don't feel great the next day, I'm not very efficient and effective in my time. And then I start to beat myself up and I start to develop a habit of doing that. So this one behavior of eating too late and eating too much is having all these other negative knock-on effects and it's disrupting lots of other things in our, in our day. There's never been a more challenging time as a human being to build helpful habits in the context of the modern world. Because what we are designed to do is very, very different to what we're asked to do every day. We don't notice that we're starting to talk to ourselves in a more negative way. And if you're a business owner, if you're a senior leader in a business, think of the all the minutes and the hours and the days and the months that have been wasted, those black lines in the barcodes, by your people that have silently developed really unhelpful habits. And what we're seeing now is a, is a big disengagement with work because people are turning up to work, not being mentally 
not having the right mental habits to do it well, not getting an awful lot out of it, therefore feeling disengaged. And now we're hearing about the quitting quietly movement, people just turning up, doing the bare minimal because they're not getting anything out of the work. They're, they're, trying, they're going to be doing something else instead. So habits are driving everything and negative that we're currently seeing. And the only way that we can properly address it is by empowering our people to become habit mechanics and by senior leaders becoming what we call chief habit mechanics, creating, using behavioral science to actually make it easier for them to build more new helpful habits. Hi, this is Susan Steinbrecher, co-author of Heart-Centered Leadership, and you are listening to Everyday MBA with Kevin Crane. Do you want to be a guest on Everyday MBA? Join our alumni of best-selling authors and top-shelf executives in an interview of your own. Are you an author, a thought leader, an entrepreneur, or a consultant? Be a guest. Talk about your ideas, why they're important, and what your recommendations are for our listeners. Find out more at everyday-mba.com slash guest. That's everyday-mba.com slash guest. You're listening to Everyday MBA. We are speaking with John Finn about his book, The Habit Mechanic. John, what is a super habit that we should embrace today that can help us reach our full potential? The most basic tool that we teach is called the Daily Tea Plan. This is the base super habit that I use. And it's you break it down into three simple steps. It's called the Daily Tea Plan. It's the first chapter in the book. And in fact, it's the, the central pillar of our new Habit Mechanic University app, where we get into a, a essentially a social media chat forum. And all we do in there is we post our daily tea plans and we support each other. So the first step of the daily tea plan, and everyone who's listening can do this, is you rate how well you did your best to be your best and achieve your goals either yesterday or if that's too far to think back to so far today. And you rate yourself out of 10. So out of 10, you say, how well did I do my best to be my best and achieve my goals either yesterday or so far today? 10 would mean you were perfect. One would mean that you failed. And you write down your score. It's not about being perfect. It's just about recognizing where you are. And by doing that, you're moving out of your habit brain and you're switching on your prefrontal cortex and you're thinking about yourself in a constructive way. You're taking responsibility for your own behavior. So number one is you rate yourself. How well do you do your best out of 10? Number two is then you create what we call your tiny empowering action, which is your T. You just pick one tiny thing. So here are some examples. One thing could be, I'm only going to check the news once today. Or another thing you might pick would be, I'm going to go for a five-minute walk at lunchtime. Or another thing you might pick might be, I'm going to write a positive reflection at the end of the day. And then step three is, you say, why? Why is me doing one of those things going to help me to be at my best? How is it going to help me to move from a five where I scored myself today to a five and a half where I want to be by the end of the day. So you might say, well, if I only check the news once today, I'll be less distracted. I'll be more focused. I'll get my work done faster. I'll finish work on time. I'll feel better about myself. I'll get to spend time with my family. And you see how just that tiny thing has such a big positive knock-on effect for lots of other things. 
You might say, well, if I go for a five-minute walk at lunchtime, I'll feel better. I'll be more productive in the afternoon. I'll get to finish work on time, etc., etc." You might say, if I write a written reflection at the end of the day, a positive written reflection, I'm going to be able to draw a line in the sand between my work day and everything else. I'm going to be able to de-stress and write down some of those unhelpful things and reframe them. I'm going to better be able to pay attention to the things that went well today. I'm going to be able to activate my evening routines, sleep better, feel better tomorrow. So just by spending a few minutes doing those simple three things, scoring yourself out of 10, picking your tea, explaining why and writing them down, that's really important to write it down or, or type it out and tell someone else about it, I'm going to be saving myself hours every day. So I'm going to be spending minutes to save hours. And that's what the Happy Mechanic approach is about. It's about understanding how your brain works at a gist level or in more detail if you want. And again, that's all in the book. And then using these tools to, first of all, help yourself to be to, to have better habits. We call that the Habit Mechanic. And then once you understand that, you can become a Chief Habit Mechanic and you can use the same insights to create a culture, you know, the word culture just means to cultivate. That's the origin means from a farming perspective, that's where it comes from, but we use it in organization to think of cultivating our people. And actually what, what you're trying to create in, in, a, in an organization is an environment that makes it really easy for your people to grow and to develop. But actually it's not the people you should focus on. It's their habits. You're trying to create the conditions, the soil, the right environment to grow, to make it easy for your people to grow really helpful habits and for them to get rid of the weeds and recognize the weeds are there because often they don't. And of course, the big problem is if we, if we were having this conversation two years ago, people every day would come into an office space where it was much easier for them to create the conditions for their people's habits to grow well. But now we've got this situation where it's almost, Half the time our people are operating on the moon and sometimes if we're lucky they're coming into our environment. So as a senior leader, it's just got more difficult to help your people to cultivate really helpful habits. And that's why we have to have a much more scientific approach to helping them to do it. We have to go back to first principles. And when you do that, you're going to get much more motivated people, much more happier employees, much more engaged employees, higher performing employees. And every day we, we see that if people do this, they save. So they're more efficient and effective to, to the tune of 40 hours per month. That's one person. Imagine scaling that across a big organization. You are saving and, you know, tons of money and tons of time and actually helping your people to be more fulfilled and, and happier. So it's the golden bullet. It's almost like your habits are like a gold mine you have in your head that you haven't discovered yet. And as an employer, it's like a gold mine you've got in your business that's untapped. You're not even tapping into it yet. So it's really exciting. Can you give us an example of one leader that has been successful using this approach? What did they do? What were the results and how can we do it too? I think a really interesting business example here, not someone that we've worked with directly, but it's uh, someone you've probably heard of called Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio is the founder of um, Bridgewater Associates, which is famed as the most successful hedge fund of all time. 
But the reason Ray Dalio is interesting is he's written a few books, his principal books about his approach to things. And at the heart of that approach, that meritocracy they've created there is making it easy for people to build better habits. And they said the only expectation we have every day is that you turn up and you get a little bit better, that you work on yourself. And the currency to doing well here is working on yourself. So they've packed their organization full of what I would call habit mechanics. But what Dalio also says is that the approach we use won't work for your business because we design it for our business. And what we've done with the habit mechanic approach in the book is create an off-the-shelf way of taking the best science and making it work for your business. So Ray Dalio will openly admit we did it. We almost created this by accident. We weren't following the the scientific advice here. This is almost an accident. We just thought these things would work. And they did it over a long period of time and they made a lot of mistakes. So the habit mechanic book and the things that we've put together is an off-the-shelf version that you can mold into your company culture. And that's the work that we do. We help you to create cultures where habits are central and move away from outdated knowledge-based strategy plans where we say, right, we're going to, we know what we want our people to do. So we'll do this, this, and this. And in two years time, we'll get this. And invariably you don't because people don't do what they know they should do. They do what they're in the habit of doing. So if you want to create a habit strategy, a strategy that works, it has to be a habit-based strategy. That's why I spend most of my time doing work with senior leaders and actually helping them to understand the habits that are going to allow their businesses to be successful and build strategic plans that make that a reality. I'm so pleased that you're listening to this podcast. If you like what I do, why not let me do it for you? My audio podcasting services give voice to your success and expertise. Do you have a happy customer? Let them tell their story in their own words. Need to get your subject matter experts heard by new clients? Let's do an interview and we'll discuss the topics at hand. Are you an author, an analyst, a C-suite leader? Let me create a custom podcast for you that gets your message out to a new audience worldwide. Want to find out more? Go to cranegroup.com. That's C-R-A-I-N-E, cranegroup.com. You're listening to Everyday MBA. We are speaking with Dr. John Finn. John is the founder of Tougher Minds and the author of the book, The Habit Mechanic, Fine-Tune Your Brain and Supercharge How You Live, Work, and Lead. Now, John, we have reached the action item round of the show. I'm wondering if you could please provide us with three quick action items that our listeners can do to take advantage of the ideas and advice in your book. Yes. Well, number one, try out the daily tea plan. Start working on yourself in this way, in this science-based, simple, practical way. Step number two, I would say, is get the book and then pick the next exercise to do the thing that fits where you're at right now, because it might be that you want to work on stress right now. It might be you want to work on productivity. It might be what you want to work on confidence. That's all in the book. And the book is designed so you can just flick through it and pick the thing that you want to work on. And I think step number three is ask someone else to, to try the T plan, ask a direct report. 
So I've heard about this new way of, of thinking about this. So I just want you to try this out. I'm trying it out. Bring it up in the next group meeting that you've got. Let's rate how well we're doing our best out of 10 to be our best. Let's pick something that we're going to do a bit differently today. Let's think about that why. So you can do it on a team level as well as an individual level. The having mechanic approach, the reason that the way that we've currently been approaching trying to be our best doesn't work is that it's based on knowledge. It's based on knowing more stuff. We don't do what we know we should do. More people than ever before, for example, know and agree it's a good idea to eat five portions of fruit and veg and walk 10,000 steps a day. But in the UK, the National Health Service spends billions and billions of pounds every year because people don't do those things. Well, John, it's been great speaking with you today. We're almost out of time. But before I let you go, one last question. You've given us some great advice here today, but what was the best piece of advice that you ever received and how has it shaped who you are? I think certainly one of the best pieces of advice I was given was by my father who told me that you never lose an hour, which means every hour you invest into something, you're going to get it back in one way or another. Even if it doesn't pay off immediately, you can't see the immediate rewards. It's going to be inside you and you're going to benefit in the long term. That is John Finn. Find him at tougherminds.co.uk and get his book, The Habit Mechanic, Fine-Tune Your Brain and Supercharge How You Live, Work, and Lead. John, thank you so much for being our guest today on Everyday MBA. Thank you, Kevin. That'll do it for this episode of Everyday MBA. And do you want to be a guest on the show? It could happen. Join our Knowledge Leadership Circle and be featured in an interview of your own. Be a guest. Just go to everyday-mba.com slash guest for more information. That's everyday-mba.com slash guest.